Hey everybody, Mike here with a special holiday treat. We're bringing you a bonus episode of our sister show, the Saturday Morning Ice Cream Podcast, where Cole and I talk about all things fun and nostalgic from our childhoods. It's just as much fun as our normal show, only less scary. Sometimes. If you're interested, give a listen and then subscribe to the Saturday Morning Ice Cream Podcast, the same place you listen to the Scary Cast. If not, give it a pass and we'll see you back next month for another Scary Movie Ice Cream Night Podcast. Thanks everyone. All right, it's been a while. No, that's not the. It's been a while. Is that is that the song? Yeah. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Saturday Morning Ice Cream Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cole Roberts. I'm your other co-host, Kyle Durst's. Uh, who? Fred Durst, damn it. And I don't even think that's the singer. <laughs> Kyle Durst? <laughs> what a lame rock and roll name. <laughs> who sings It's Been a While? What? It's I, stained, stained, isn't it? Stained, is that's it stained? Right. Yeah, yeah. Probably. And who, who's the guy? I, I don't know the singer of, of the group. I remember this was a popular song when I was in high school. Oh, I can uh, sing it probably. I won't, but it, <laughs> okay, good. It plays on the radio station that I listen to almost all the time. <laughs> well, aside from uh, an insight into Mike's musical taste, uh, this is episode twenty-one. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. This this podcast is also now the legal age for drinks. <laughs> Yay! So. I'm cracking open a well some water. Oh, and I'm having a cup of coffee because it is nine in the morning when we're recording this. <laughs> I was actually listening to our Grumpy Old Men episode the other day while I was cleaning out the attic. Oh, uh, my goodness. Because I needed something lighthearted and funny to listen to while I was up in the attic because I was kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> the attic can be scary. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Especially after our month long of horror and Halloween. Oh, my gosh. All that kind of stuff. Putting up spooky decorations and everything. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about that a bit. So, um, for those who actually listen to this cast, the the, the ten of you out there, um, <laughs> you've noticed we've taken a pretty big break. And uh, if you've followed us long enough, you know that Halloween, the month of October, is kind of dedicated to our other show, which is the Scary Movie Ice Cream Night podcast, our first love. Um, that show's been going on for well over five years. We're going to be celebrating six years uh, in June of twenty twenty one, which is crazy. Um, and this show, you know, this show's getting old too. It's just we haven't given it as much of attention as as the other show. Um, but yeah, we spent all of October over there talking about uh, scary movies and Halloween and all the things we love about fall. And it's hard to pivot and come over to this show where things are usually a bit lighthearted and more happy-go-lucky. Um, I think there's room for some spooky talk and some nostalgia spooky talk in October. It's just we do like 10 shows Two, 10 episodes on the other show and it's like what more do we have to talk about on this other show <laughs> like right it's we're kind having of a hard enough time thinking of a theme for the actual uh, show that we do the spooky stuff for, right so, like. so but we you know i i was telling somebody uh our, our friend of the show uh mark morris from the squared co show was asking me you know he or he had mentioned to me in conversation how uh saturday morning kind of took a dip well, he's a dip. <laughs> he's, 
<laughs> oh no, he's not no, a I'm dick. He's... <laughs> but I was like, yeah, it's, you know, obviously we dedicate all our time to the scary show. I said, but you know, the scary show is going to take a dip because it's like, I don't like talking about ghosts and scary stuff during November and December when I'm like excited about turkey and presents. So yeah, exactly. uh, we're giving all of our attention back to this show. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll do a scary cast soon, but um, for those who listen to both, because I know there's a couple who do, and God bless you. Thank you very much for doing so. Uh, but yeah, Mike, you had mentioned that you recently listened to our Grumpier Old Men episode that we did earlier this year. Yes. Um, this episode is going to be quite the opposite. <laughs> yes, we're uh, excited young lads episode. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, being 21 now, we, we have a lot to be excited for. Um, <laughs> uh, I wish we were 21. Man, do you remember being 21? That was something. It was a sad day when I turned 21. <laughs> <laughs> God. Most people have like an awesome like go out drinking birthday party and like everything. I didn't do a damn thing. I was by myself. Um, oh, man. Which is actually the way I wanted to celebrate yeah, it. Yeah, that but sounds it... on brand for you. <laughs> yeah, it was just, <laughs> I think to an average person looking at how I spent my 21st birthday would have been very sad. Yeah. I, I, mean, I was happy though. <laughs> well, good. I mean, like, this would be kind of fun to, to kind of, since this show is about our lives in the past, um, to talk about 21 a bit in honor of this podcast. <laughs> um, I was the same way. Like, I... So I, I grew up in a, a, a church going home. You know, I didn't I didn't party. I didn't drink. Um, I definitely made plenty of mistakes as a youngster. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how, how do you not, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I um, I didn't drink and I didn't drink until I was 21 and a half. And so Ooh, I got you beat. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I didn't drink until the semester after I graduated college. That's when we started hanging out with Miss Kelly. With Kelly, <laughs> she introduced <laughs> me to the world of drinking. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I. Uh, so my my girlfriend at the time, uh, it was my first year at uh, first semester at UCO. I think that sounds about right. First semester at UCO, um, I didn't really have a lot of friends. I mean, I had some friends, but like I left the majority of my friends back in my hometown. Um, it's kind of a theme in my life where I make friends and I leave them, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you you know about that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I'm holding on by your pant leg at this. Oh, really? For sure. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember, uh, she wanted to throw me a birthday party, which was really, really sweet. Um, but we had like a root beer drinking birthday party and funny enough, like her parents were, um, they liked to drink. They were, Mm -hmm. um, they had they had good taste in wines and things. I remember like six months after that birthday party, after I had my root beer, twenty one year old. But I'm such a lame ass. I'm sorry, but that's what <laughs> we did. And um, I went to like a symphony concert with them. Um, it was outdoors at an amphitheater at a park, and uh, I had my first glass of wine there. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: growing up in the '80s, as we did, um, our favorite cartoons are are people we respected and the celebrity world made damn sure that you were scared out of your mind about taking any type of drug or drink of any sort (laughs) and really like if you take the religious beliefs out of my growing up i I probably still wouldn't have drank because you know michelangelo told me not to smoke drugs on the cartoon (laughs) all-stars or you know the, the the school counselor 
Do you remember school counselors who would come into the classroom and and wheel in the VCR and TV oh, yeah. and and play one of those don't drink videos? Mm-hmm. Dude, every every video was like you know, innocent kid goes to a party and somebody passes him a red cup. He takes one sip, he gets in his car and it flips over 90 times and he's dead and his family <laughs> suppressed. His dad Instantly. shoots himself because yeah. he's his kids. I mean, it's it's insane. Like it's it's the most dramatic thing you could think of. And you're like, oh my God, I never want to do this. I'm not going to drink that because I don't want, I don't want to flip my car. I don't want my dad to hurt himself. You know, I don't want to depress my family, all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so- I remember on vacation one time because my my father didn't drink, um, but he ordered a beer on vacation, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> we are not going to make it to the hotel tonight. We are going to die. We're going to crash. Um, it's going to be scary." And here's what I didn't know: he ordered a non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> <laughs> I can but, remember the first time seeing I ever saw my dad drink like at a restaurant yeah. like he he just ordered a beer and I, I can't remember how old I was but I was maybe like yeah, around 10 or 11 and I was like oh no and then he started like he only had one beer and he got just like a little louder in conversation I was like oh my god my dad's drunk every hide and he's gonna hit us <laughs> he's getting out of control <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Like, I don't know. I I feel like that had, like, our growing up has so much to do with that. I mean, I remember it was kind of funny, though. Like, once I started to drink, obviously at the legal age, well into it, um, I was like, every time I went to a restaurant, I'm like, yeah, I'll have a beer. (laughs) You know, it's like, like I had to prove something or I had to make up for lost time, but like, I just drank everywhere I went because I thought I'm an adult now. I go to a concert. I'm going to have a beer. You know, I'm going to go to the pizza place. I'm going to have a beer, you know. And it's funny after a while, you know, at at that age, you know, my only responsibilities were, you know, gas money and beer money and, you know, (laughs) going out money. Like I, you know, like my uncle Tom. (laughs) (laughs) I was like 21, 22 during this time. And, um, and, uh, I realized, I'm like, man, this is really expensive. Like yeah. a four or $5 beer, you know, at least then in the early 2000s, I was like, this is really expensive. Um, nowadays, ripe old age of 35, like I never order a beer out. I'm like, no, I'm not giving you nine bucks. I'll go buy a six pack later. <laughs> nine I'll take- dollars for <laughs> a ginger ale? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's like I do the math and I'm like, I can just buy a six pack and it'll take me a month to drink it, you know, because yeah. like, I, I I will say due to quarantine, I've drank a lot more than I normally have. <laughs> That's like, why your family's scared of you now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, man, what else am I going to do? It's nighttime. I'm going to listen to some tunes. Y'all yeah, have a beer. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm going to work on in the shop. Y'all yeah, have a beer. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Sometimes it's like peanut butter and jelly. Sometimes those things just go together. Did I ever tell you the first time Kelly got me completely drunk? Like I don't think so. So it's it's, it's a short story. Um, so she's like I said, she started me drinking like the semester after I graduated because that's when I started hanging out with them. Was I went out on the night that they graduated and they were like, she's like, Mikey, you don't drink, do you? Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I was I like, remember no. that night. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, we're gonna change that. And so like. But so like we would always be at a bar or something and I would always have driven myself. So I never drank so much that I got drunk because I always had to drive home afterwards. Um, so I would have just like a drink here and there. 
And so I was at their house one night and I was like, you know, I don't think alcohol affects me. <laughs> right. <laughs> because, because I was like, I've never been drunk before. You guys give me drinks all the time, but I've never been drunk. And like, this was a night that I didn't really have any, th- we weren't doing anything. We didn't have, I didn't have anywhere to be. I was just over at their house. And Kelly was like, we're going to test this theory. And so she started making me drinks and they were That's dangerous. They were delicious. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly's good at that. <laughs> yeah. And they were like this. I think they were mimosas or something because they were orange juice and something. Yeah. And it was just it was so good. And I was just drinking them, drinking them, drinking them one after another. And I was like, I don't feel anything. I don't feel a thing. These just doesn't affect me because I'm like a bigger, stouter guy. And I was like, maybe I just have too high a body mass or something. And that just doesn't <laughs> affect me. So she was like, okay, well, let's, uh, she'd given me several drinks at that point. And, and then, so she, me, her and Jared, and, uh, she, she was like, well, let's, let's walk down and get some food. So we walked down to this little bar and grill, uh, place down the street and we had a couple more drinks there. And I ate like a burger or something. And after I finished my burger, I looked them or I looked at them and I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. And I stood oh, up no. <laughs> and I walked to the bathroom, went into the stall and immediately projectile vomited oh, over my God. the entire bathroom stall like oh, no. i think i think i hit everything in there but the toilet oh no <laughs> and i this is how i know i was drunk because i stood up walked out of the bathroom and said we need to go <laughs> <laughs> and they were like what happened i was like we need to go <laughs> and so we paid our tab real quick quick and left and i told them that i just i threw up all over the whole thing and like i could barely walk back to their house i was throwing up the entire way back to their house and, oh my god and i did not feel good <laughs> but it was so weird like because even if you asked me i probably still would not have thought i was drunk because yeah. i don't know i just i i think i have imagined feeling drunk differently than actually feel it than the that's way you a good point feel. Yeah, I've often wondered that about myself because I don't know if I've, I've sh- I probably have been drunk, you know, but I don't know, like, you know, like, because I mean, I I had some rock and roll days where we're like at <laughs> practice and it's like, yep, we're just going to drink the whole time we're, yeah. we're practicing or, you know, especially like on like uh, being on the road. It's like we played a lot of bars. So like naturally you get a bar tab. Yeah. Um, even before I was playing music, I was selling merch for other bands and that's all i would do is like sit behind the merch table and drink because mm-hmm. i was like well i, I have to stay here yeah. the merch table is always by the bar because you know you're going to get more sales that way so yeah. it's just like but i've never been sick thankfully um <laughs> so pri- so if i've been drunk probably but i've never like over drank to where i'm like vomiting all over the place <laughs> yeah she did get me drunk enough that I drink that I sang karaoke at a bar one night. So, oh man, I would love to see that. No, <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. <laughs> it was bad. Oh my gosh, I think it's it's funny now because like I'll pour a glass of wine, I'll sit in my room, and I'll listen to music, and I'll fall asleep in two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that's that's the exciting days of our lives right now. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Well, that was fun. Reminiscing <laughs> <laughs> reminiscing over being 21 and how yeah. stupid you are when you're 21. Yeah. Um, God, man, I don't know. The older I get, I think like, wow, like 
not only does a 16 year old not need to be driving but a 21 year old <laughs> does not need to be drinking like i just oh, I, I see know. everything now where i'm like 35 is probably the right age for driving <laughs> you know and, yeah. and, and you know getting to buy alcohol that's a good age 35 you know yeah. oh my gosh we we have some weird <laughs> like weird ideas of like uh what what these what these ages are actually like but <laughs> we're gonna be saying the same thing at 40 like oh my god 35 year olds are idiots oh i know I'm like 35 you're just you're getting married are you serious don't get you're you're too young to get married <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, all right well as i alluded to earlier um this is the week of Thanksgiving. In fact, tomorrow, as we're recording this, is Thanksgiving. And so I want this episode to be um, a thankful, full of gratitude. Like, I want this to be, you know, a, a heartwarming episode. Because, you know, this show kind of came back into full effect this year due to the lockdown and COVID and everything. We wanted to come on here and bring some people, uh, you know, some, some joy and laughter and have something to do. And, um, you know, I think kind of the theme for this year has been like kind of just like doing the best that you can with what you have and enjoying the simpler things and so mm -hmm. this episode is all about the simple things and um you know mike if you want to play like in the background like some pots and pans <laughs> clanking i you know i give you crap about that but that's one of my favorite episodes we've ever done <laughs> <laughs> oh man it would have been so nice had it worked <laughs> <laughs> well before we get started i want to talk a little bit about thanksgiving because this is your favorite holiday and yeah i think it's my second favorite holiday now it is my favorite holiday i'm super super excited about it however i will say it's been extremely low-key this year like usually i'm all about like decorating and like yeah. preparing and hyping it up and i think this year thanksgiving thanksgiving is usually overlooked yeah um it just especially just this normal. year yeah but this year it's like majorly over like people like the second halloween was over christmas trees were popping up in yeah. houses and i'm like that's that's too early no. <laughs> like I, okay like i don't want to tell anybody they can't do something but no don't do that <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, we've kind of proclaimed, you know, if you want to do, I mean, this, this, I, 2020 is the only year I'm going to give people this excuse, yeah. right? Um, do, do whatever you can that makes you happy. If you, if yeah. you, if Christmas trees and lights make you happy, then, you know, put them up as soon as you can. I just, I just know that if I want to live with myself, I need to make the right choice and wait until Thanksgiving evening or the day after Thanksgiving. It just like, I just, it's, I think it comes from a standpoint of like, I just don't understand it because like I, it, it's like celebrating your birthday in a month that your birthday is not. Yeah. In. Because it's like, I like, we're even, we're listening to Christmas music on the radio uh, every now and then, but it's like, it's not Christmas time. Like, right. it's like, this is so fake to me right now. It's like, it's not, it, I can't let it get me in the mood for some reason. Yeah. Um, but my, like, my personality has always been like, I don't like to rush things. Like, yeah. like, I really, you spend all year waiting for summer or you, you wait for, and like, to me, it's like, I have to kind of have those things to look forward to. Yeah. And if I get into it too early, you know, then I'm like, I, I feel like I burn out faster. And then all of a sudden time seems to like 
have no meeting anymore and I, and I don't have anything to look forward to right it's gonna be christmas day and you're gonna be like get this damn tree out of my house why is there a tree in my house <laughs> i'm sick of this thing <laughs> if i hear little drummer boy one more goddamn time <laughs> and heather's like mike it, it is christmas <laughs> today <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm with you. It almost seems like, in a way, though, I almost feel like tomorrow can't be Thanksgiving. Are you kidding me? Like it's oh it's right, really, right. It's really tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. I was saying that Thanksgiving is usually overlooked, but so much more this year. So it's it's kind of it, this month has really just flown by. Like we rare, yeah. we barely have any decorations out. We've got a couple little simple things for Thanksgiving out, um, but like we're not doing our thanksgiving celebration until saturday where my uh, wife's sister will come in so like that's when we'll actually be cooking all of our stuff at our house so oh wow. I, feel, I feel like i still have a little bit of time to put stuff out but like um we're going to my mom and dad's tomorrow and um doing like a little small safe thanksgiving gathering with them um <clears throat> but it's it's kind of like I don't know. Uh, oh, sorry. What I was going to say was um, I saw a commercial on TV last night that the thinks that the Macy's Thanksgiving parade is still happening this year. Oh, good. Yeah. And they're calling it a touch of normalcy, which I really appreciate. Good. Because um, like they were really I, earlier in the year, they were talking about how are they going to do the parade? They were still always going to do something. It just may not have been parade form. But what they're doing is. They're going to have the parade. It's just nobody can come to it. You can't yeah. be out there and watch it. And so, um, but they were talking about like, well, maybe we'll do the parade, but it's like over the course of several days where we just like parade oh my a, God. a balloon no. down the street or something. It's like, no. So I love that they're they're just going through with it and they're making it safe, but you it's it's a virtual one like you have to just watch it on tv yeah and so i love that um that, i do that, too i think i think we need that like yeah. i think i think it's like it's, i i don't know i just like i i know this holiday season in general is going to be really hard for a lot of people um which i i and i know the thing is a lot of us earlier this year we were thinking like can't wait until things are normal again and it should be normal for the holidays yeah. But it's like it's like it's even worse now, you know? It's just like, <laughs> ugh. Yeah. It's just it's a lot to deal with. So I'm glad they're going through with something that really is kind of like a tradition in our culture. Like at least American culture, you know. If yeah. you're if you're living somewhere else, you probably don't know about the Macy's Day Parade or would care. But I mean for us, it's like that's what we watch every Thanksgiving morning, you know. Like yeah. that's like my memories are of Thanksgiving are tied to um mom cooking you know dad mom and dad cooking in the kitchen the the good smells the parade on the tv you mm -hmm. know um which is I what i was that. trying to capture with the sound effects last yes, year yes and you, <laughs> was it last it was it last year or a couple years ago uh I like that's a, that's it was a, a couple classic. years ago probably yeah. yeah i don't think we did one last year we may not have man we're we're bad <laughs> oh my gosh oh goodness you know what we didn't do one last year um that's sad. Sad for us. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you're doing a later Thanksgiving, but you'll have some Thanksgiving tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're we're totally solo this year. Um, we're not seeing family. No family's coming here. Um, not that we don't want to or, you know, wouldn't feel comfortable with hosting anyone, but it's just kind of like, I don't think anyone's like, we're just not, 
we're just not wanting to to try anything this this year um i think we'll try for christmas but it'll be like a late christmas like after christmas yeah um and that really just kind of depends on the current state of affairs (laughs) (laughs) um and weather too i mean you know traveling december is always kind of a risky risky thing anyway but um, that's true but yeah, uh, we're just doing Thanksgiving at the house. I did all of the grocery shopping this morning. Um, I went early with um, uh, to take care of it, and I'm excited. I'm going to basically be cooking all day for this one meal for just yeah. the three of us to eat. <laughs> <laughs> like, my toddler is not going to love this meal, you know? No, but, <laughs> but it's like over half of the experience is, as an adult is cooking the food. Yeah, I love it. Like, I, that's something I never really realized growing up, like, I hope that my family had fun cooking this, you know, this meal because I, I freaking love it. Like, yeah. and you and I have said like we're we're the cooks in our family. We cook every day, but it's yep. like this is a this is a meal that like these are things I normally do not cook. Like, yep. I don't make a lot of turkeys. I don't do mashed potatoes a lot. You know, I never make sweet potato casserole. I never make pumpkin pies. None of this. So mm-hmm. I'm oh my gosh, I'm so <laughs> I'm so How do you freaking excited. Your turkey. Uh, we do ours in the crock pot. I always just do Ooh. a turkey breast. When it's just the three of us, I just do a crock pot turkey because nice. it's way easier and um, it's like we still have leftovers between the three of mm-hmm. us. So um, it's plenty. If I was to do a whole bird, yeah. which I'd want to someday, um, but to be honest, they freak me out, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't like messing with. It's with they're meats. weird. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's just a bigger chicken rotisserie chicken <laughs> i know but i don't even i don't even like doing rotisserie chickens <laughs> um yeah it is kind of weird seeing like a decapitated animal on your on your in your oven and like having right. to stick your hand in it and pull stuff out of it but that's um, where i draw the line i'm not sticking my hand in anything <laughs> last year was the first year that i think i prepared the turkey like heather and i completely on our own uh, I think we'd always wow. had had help from somebody all the previous years, but what we did was we used one of those butter injection things. Uh, they look like little syringes, and you oh yeah, you basically just inject butter flavoring into them. It was the best turkey I have Ugh. ever eaten, and like I have been thinking about it all year <laughs> up until now. Like I can't wait to do it again. Oh, it I'm is, excited! It is one of those foods that like you don't make except for this type of like who just roasts or makes a turkey a full turkey bird for like any reason other than thanksgiving right and then i told you but i'm reclaiming my stature or my status in your eye i bought a deep dish pie pan and i'm going to make an apple pie from scratch okay uh, so like we -hmm. gotta talk about that because i have a confession to make as well Uh But um, on the other show, I gave Mike a hard time about, um, well, I didn't give you a hard time. I was just disappointed because yeah. all these years I thought Mike was in the kitchen <laughs> baking pies, right. like like just from scratch. Right. And I find out that he, they're just freezer pies <laughs> that he puts in the oven. So what did I pick up from the store today, Mike? Freezer pies. A freezer pie. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm I'm I've never made a pie. I'm, I I I've never alluded that I've 
made pies before. Well, um, in, in my defense, I, ne- I mean, I technically, did, you haven't either. I, I just had the wrong idea. It's not like I was posting <laughs> pictures of myself with flowers splashed on my face and rolling <laughs> pins and everything like that out there. Like all I did was post a picture of the pie in the oven. That's true. It was. It was. It was my assumption. <laughs> And you know what they say about assuming. And so, yeah, that was my bad. That was my bad. Well, I wanted, I wanted to ask you before we get into today's topic, because um, I don't want this episode to be hella long, but right. it might be. Um, maybe you can listen to it while you're cooking, because you're going to have a lot of cooking to do. Um, yeah. Actually, I don't know when this airs. Um, I'll probably have it Friday. So maybe yeah, if you're Friday. driving back or driving back you're in a or turkey you're, coma. Or heating up leftovers, because yeah. I know that's what we're going to be doing. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, with Thanksgiving, like, is there any specific childhood memory that you have that like comes to mind when Thanksgiving rolls around? Like, is there a particular Thanksgiving you think of, or at least, or a tradition of any type? Like, yeah, um, it all goes back to the early Thanksgiving celebrations at my grandma's house. And um, I think I talked about this in depth on the Thanksgiving show, but it's just like that's the culmination of Thanksgiving to me. Like my grandma was one of those grandmas. Like she wore like the golden girls, like puffy sweaters with sequins all over them. And (laughs) and, um, she, you know, like when we went over there, she had a very small, I guess technically it was two bedrooms. There's a two bedroom, one bathroom you know, living room. It was a very small house and she had to fit. She had five kids and all of those five kids had at least two children. Some of them had three. So there was a lot of people crammed into this little house and like all the dads are crammed in this little tiny living room watching football and all the kids are out in the backyard playing um, with, with a football or just playing on, you know, her little swing set back there and all of the moms and my grandma are in the kitchen helping out. And that's not me trying to say something about like gender roles <laughs> and women need to be in the kitchen. That's just how it was. And like, yeah, um, and that's just how I remember it. And, uh, <laughs> but like, that's just that I have such good memories because like, that's what I experienced. Like what I tried to do with the sounds and everything was like, re-experience that again because that's right. what you heard like i would be walking through the living room and you would hear all the moms and the kitchen like clanking with pots and you know throwing stuff into uh boiling water and carving turkeys and stuff like that and we never because the house was so small we never had like a table that we all sat around or anything so like it would be like when the food was ready you would just go get a plate and then come sit wherever you could find space and um you know, we would it, it, we'd either be in the living room or then she had like this little living area outside of the living room and we would all just kind of be crammed in there and then we would all eat together. And it wasn't anything formal like, you know, um, we wouldn't go around and say grace or say what yeah. we were thankful about or anything like that. Like, but like we were, the TV Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. Right. But we were all together. Right. And, um, you know, it was great. And it was like, that's just that's what I remember. And I. I want like a big family because of that right. um, in the future. And so like, um, but yeah, that's, that's just, that's what comes to mind. And like, that's the only thing that I can really think of when it comes to how, how often did you have those type of Thanksgivings? Was that like, so my lot? grandma, well, my grandma passed away. Um, 
when I was in high school, I think. So it wasn't many. Uh, we didn't do it because like once she passed away, it stopped. We right. would we would do it at my aunt's house. Um, like she tried to continue the, the tradition, but we haven't done it within the past, I'd say five to seven years. Um, we haven't done like the big family Thanksgiving with my dad's side of the family. And we really never did it with my mom's side of the family. She had a very small side of the family. Um, and those grandparents, uh, her, her mom and dad, they died when I was younger too. Um, so like <clears throat> it, it, it was definitely a younger years thing. I, I, I would say, you know, before I graduated high school is when we stopped, uh, like the last time we probably did those. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of sucks when you get those like really great traditions and then like something like that happens and you yeah. know, they kind of fall to the wayside, but yeah, it's interesting too being our age you can kind of think like there's usually like maybe three or four periods of some type of tradition, you know, where it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, we did things this way for a bit. And then we did things this way for a bit, you know? Um, I know for me, one of, one of my favorite Thanksgiving memories is um, I had an aunt who um, lived on a farm in Claremore, Oklahoma. And I think one of my favorite memories about that is like Claremore from Grove is about 45, 50 minutes away and uh the trip to her house was like the song to grandmother's house we go right (laughs) like i i just i sometimes i get lost like i'll get in a daze when i see fall like it's usually when fall hits and i start thinking about how we got to her house because Mm -hmm. it was so like the drive was so beautiful like yeah um oklahoma can be very beautiful when you're out in the um you know driving off the the beaten path right when you take a wrong turn going to cracker barrel yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) which you know if you didn't listen to our other show you wouldn't know that story um (laughs) i forget which shows i know like who who we even talk to these days (laughs) but i remember the drive specifically because it was just like you there was always this big pond that you would drive by and sometimes you know it would be iced over you know and then there was like this uh like strawberry blueberry field and like you just see all the trees and all the farmland i was just i i get so excited thinking about it um because it's such a such a memorable drive we we made that drive twice a year because we went there for christmas as well yeah um but i just loved being on that farm and kind of the same deal like the guys watching football the 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 ladies are in the kitchen cooking uh my aunt would always play she always listens to the oldies radio station Mm-hmm. like beach boys and you know oh yeah M- marvin gay and stuff like that and on thanksgiving day that's when it makes the transition to christmas music mm-hmm. so there'd be christmas music playing um my aunt was a phenomenal cook i mean like a legit phenomenal cook not just like oh i liked her cook. i mean she was insanely good um and uh so th- them cooking in the kitchen uh they had a pool table like it was kind of a she had moved in to her new husband's house at that time and he had kind of like a bachelor pad so yeah the he had a den which had like a you know a big screen tv for football um a wet bar a pool table so like it was just kind of like this cool like kind of dude vibe going on and um but we'd play pool or we'd watch tv or we'd play on the farm and so i just those memories for me like i just every time i think of thanksgiving i, I think of that food cooking 
the family all together in that house, playing outside uh, on the farm, just yeah. the drive. I just, man, makes me so happy. <laughs> I would love to have a farm Thanksgiving or Christmas I know, experience it's, it's, in my life. It's super awesome, man. Like, I'm... I'm obsessed with farms. I, I I may have talked about it on this show, but I yeah. I want to have a farm one day. It's um, like there's an episode of Roseanne where she's like, "Well, I wanted to have a farm and look at a farm, but not actually do any of the farm stuff." Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, kinda, touching it, of it, animals or anything like that. Yeah, it's kind of true. I kind of get that. <laughs> um, so my family. Uh, that my dad's side of the family, who the really big side, has been doing this Christmas thing in the most recent years where we do Christmas in July because there's so many people, it's hard to like figure out everybody's schedule around December time. Yes. And I hate it. Oh, I, I am, know. <laughs> I am like the one, and I'm the only one. It makes me feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like, how am I the only <laughs> one? I'm like the least get togethery person of all of us how am i the one that's most offended by this christmas in july thing and i'm just like i want it to be around christmas and i want everybody wearing sweaters yeah and i want it to be <laughs> like when we were kids <laughs> <laughs> no i get it like I, I couldn't handle that either and plus like you i'm sure you feel bad for your kids because they're just like they're just like what what's happening yeah like yeah is it, is like it why christmas? are we <laughs> celebrating christmas and it's hot outside like and uh, the- especially in oklahoma good yeah. grief yeah it's terrible ah oh, jeez. um but yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's get into today's topic God's largest order line is celebrating Thanksgiving by guaranteeing you a minimum trade-in of $11.49 for that old turkey you're driving right now. Towards the purchase of any new or used car, truck, and stock. Check out these great deals. This sporty 1988 Ford Thunderbird Turbo Coupe for just $2.57 a month, or this rugged 1988 Ford Ranger S pickup for just $57 a month. So pick up the wishbone, dial 1-800-AUTOLAND. Or better yet, come down to AutoLand, take the best drive, receive a free turkey for your table. Come on down, let's talk turkey. Bubble, bubble. All right, so we are going to um, we're going to talk about these simple things, mm-hmm. and uh, basically, this is something that we have been taking note of for months now. Um, I can't remember when the idea hit, but there was this idea of like, hey, why don't why don't we talk about some of the things that just like are random, so and maybe a little silly, right? So like, yeah. Um, be prepared. These simple things are by all means for on my list, simple. Like you're gonna think like this episode is nonsense. <laughs> yeah, but I've got hopefully a we're 37 minutes in. We just gave you a whole lot of Thanksgiving talk <laughs> and 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 good good feeling stuff. So bear with us. This might be fun, but we're gonna each do three in the smick fashion. Uh we'll ping pong back and forth our ideas and uh yeah this should be a good time should be fun all right mike do you want to go first i do want to go first just because i don't want to be i don't want one of my picks to be the last one that we talk about okay like you'll probably have better picks than me i doubt Uh, it (laughs) (laughs) hang on i'm gonna put a jacket on real quick i'm getting chilly go for it (sighs) okay excuse the reverse strip tease (laughs) <laughs> okay oh, i love it when you put on clothes <laughs> <laughs> um okay i'm definitely leaving that in um okay so my first pick uh, is probably the simplest of all of them um but it is smells there are a handful of certain smells <laughs> 
that um, this is good. This when is what I, I'm talking about. When I encounter them, they either transport me to a certain place in time right? from my childhood, or they just bring me like this sense of calm and happiness mm. that you just and I don't know if I was a smarter person, I want to do like some sort of research on why smells can kind of trigger this emotional reaction in people um because i know it's not just me um no but no it, I, i'm sure there's research out there that yeah. somebody has done this but it's like um i i took note of like what are some of the smells that when i encounter them well i'll have this reaction to and the first one uh, is kind of funny uh but it there is a very specific ladies perfume that I don't okay. know. I don't know what it is because um, <laughs> a little story. Uh, I've been doing walks in the morning, as uh, I've mentioned before. But um, I was on the trail the other morning, and I walked past these three older ladies um, on the trail, and one of them was wearing this perfume, and it just like the second I smelled it, oh, it just it like hit me, and like the smell. It takes me back to elementary school because this was a perfume that a lot of my elementary school teachers wore uh, because that's where I yeah. remember smelling it. And um, and it was so funny because when I smelled it, as these ladies passed by, it was like, I want to ask them what the perfume they're wearing is. But at the same time, <laughs> I feel like I'd be like an extreme creepo if I did that. And I just wanted to follow <laughs> them around on the trail. But I can't be this like 200 pound bearded guy following these little old ladies in the wooded trail just to <laughs> smell them. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just tell you straight up, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> so like i said i'm in a conundrum because whenever i smell it i don't feel like i can ask somebody tactfully what what perfume are you what, what perfume are you wearing like should i <laughs> if i did how i mean how would i even broach that it's like i'd love to give that for my wife but um right it's <laughs> like oh is your wife 85 <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so I, I don't know i don't know if it's one of those things that i'll just never <laughs> please know. stop talking to me <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> um so another thing that i'll smell um is um exhaust <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, this episode is gonna be fun. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's a good one. <laughs> um, so exhaust from like boats or yes. uh, cars, or trucks. Yeah. Um, it's just got that <laughs> gas exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> I love that smell, and I bet it gives me cancer every time that I smell it. But it is a good smell. I, I mean, like gasoline smells great. Yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, um, cutting grass, lawn mowing. Yeah, okay, I can get behind that. That's man. a good one. It right, takes me back to summer. Like that's one of those smells that just like instantly puts you in a good mood. Oh, it does. Like it's like a, I don't know. It does something. It does something to you. Like I think that's what blows my mind. I mean, I guess you don't have to mow the yard to enjoy the smell of cut grass. You know, you can. I always enjoy when my neighbor is mowing the yard and I smell mm -hmm. it, but yeah. um, I like to mow, which yeah. means I get to smell it for the six hours it takes me to mow. <laughs> Not that yeah. I have a big house. It's just I mow our neighbor's yard too. <laughs> I was like, 
when the weather was starting to get chillier, um, somebody had just mowed their lawn for the last time and I was driving down the street and I smelled it and I was like, Oh, it was just yeah. like, we're going into fall, but man, that makes me want to go back to summer. <laughs> just but smelling in that. the fall, do you like the smell of burning logs or I leaves? do. And actually a lot of people around us do that more often than they I did wish our, people did it here place. because they're not allowed to here. It's oh man, so like you can uh, have a fire pit, but you can't just actively be burning your yeah. leaves and stuff. Somebody around our house does it very often, and I love it. You can only smell it if you're outside, but it's amazing. <laughs> you should walk out of the house one morning with your cup of coffee and your newspaper in the robe and go sit in front of the fire they have. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. just enjoy yourself. I just well, see, I don't know who it is, so I'll just go out into the backyard and be like, who is it? It's <laughs> burning stuff. Um, but to transition into the last one that I'll talk about is um, there is a very specific smell to like, okay, I walked outside the other night. It was like one of the very first like cold, like I would almost say wintry feeling nights. And it has a smell. And it's like that smell that comes about when it when it's about to snow. Are you familiar? Like, do you recognize it? It's a very distinct smell in the air. And it's like, I don't know what it is. I don't know like how that, how that materializes, but it's like you walk outside and you smell that and it's like, it's going to snow or it's just, it's cold and wintry outside. And it's a total atmosphere thing. It's like, it's not something that somebody's doing to make it smell like that. It's just, that's just what the air smells like. And that's a very, and like when I smell that, it makes me think about like Christmas night, you know, as mm. a kid, you know, coming home from the Christmas play or something like that. And, you know, coming home from going to the grandparents' house on Christmas Eve or something like that. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> it's just like, there's just like little like moments in life that, you know, a certain smell will make you relive. Oh, for sure. Mentally. Yeah, I, I, there's, there's distinct smells for me too. Like there's, um, I, I, when I had hair, I used a pomade and, um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it and it mm-hmm. smelt just like the Halloween makeup my mom put on me the year I was a skeleton. Yeah. Like tell, tell me how insane that is. It's like, <laughs> I was a skeleton one time and mm-hmm. I remember specifically being in the backyard in my full you know, it was, I, I think it was, it was like pajama like material, but you know, a full skeleton sweatsuit type of thing. And I'm sitting on the swing of our, like, we had one of those old metal, you know, swing sets from the, you know, late 70s, 80s. Yeah. And um, I'm sitting on the swing with a real chain swing. And my mom is kneeled in front of me, painting my face with these uh, paint markers, you know, mm-hmm. Halloween paint. And, Every time I would put that stuff on my hair, the pomade, I sm- like I was thinking of Halloween at age probably three yep. or four, you know. Yeah. Like it's just I don't know, it's wild, and I and I never like I never stopped buying that stuff. I still have some left uh, in the bathroom, and I just every once in a while I'll just take it out and smell like oh that's good, <laughs> smells like Halloween. <laughs> yeah, well it's funny because uh, we were talking about this on a previous episode where we were doing the Happy Meals, but it's like you brought up those little masks the zoo noses and i remembered the smell before yeah. i even really remembered oh, what they look like yeah it's i i want to i want to pay attention to smells more uh in, intently because i and think like oh am i gonna remember this in 20 years right <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i wonder if that's where stop and smell the roses came from 
Oh, maybe, maybe. Um, I will say one of my other favorite, maybe underrated smells. Mm-hmm. When you get a hot pizza mm-hmm. and you open the box mm-hmm. and you smell the mozzarella and the cardboard, cardboard yes, together. Yes. Oh my God, that's, that's a smell. The best. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why we order out pizza. Like, yeah, it tastes good. <laughs> But if you do a homemade or if you do a frozen DiGiorno, it's good. It's fine. But when you get it from a box, you know, from the pizza place and you crack that open, my God, that needs to be a candle. Mozzarella cheese cardboard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That reminds me. um, They actually have made a candle based off of a smell that I forgot to mention, but it's bookstores. Like old bookstores, oh, yeah. used bookstores have a very distinct smell that I absolutely love. Like even comic books have a very yeah. older comic books have a very distinct smell. And they've I've never I've not smelled it because I've not seen it like physically, but they made a candle out of a bookstore smell. Oh, that's and hilarious. <laughs> I'd love to have that if uh, if I can find it somewhere. But because um, I love that smell. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, because my <laughs> like it, it takes me back because like my mom you know, there's this little strip mall in Edmond where my mom would go do shopping and she'd let me go to the bookstore because they had a comic book section. And I can just remember being in there for like hours, just like thumbing through the comic books. And Oh, man. And that I love smell. That. Yeah, it just takes me back. Going record shopping has the same effect. Like yep. if you get into the used section, there's a very distinct smell. But <laughs> even when you get into the new section, very distinct smell. Like the the plastic sleeves, man. Like they just mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna spend some money today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My wife is gonna be so pissed. <laughs> and she's like, What did you buy? You're like, but the smells, the smell. I know. Dude, every time I like go to a shop, I my wife knows I'm gonna be texting her within the next hour, be like, is it okay to spend? <laughs> Fifty dollars. <laughs> uh, That's funny. All right, that is a great pick. Uh, long live smells, man. Shout yeah. out to smells. Uh, we're gonna be smelling a lot of good things tomorrow. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my first pick are auto shops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I. This is something I don't know. I don't know what it is about an auto shop, right? Um. Something in me, and we will do a, an episode probably next month, kind of encompassing you know all the things that 2020 has brought us. <laughs> Hopefully, the positive things, because uh, God knows there are some positive things that have happened this year. But um, I've always just kind of been into I, I I don't know, like I don't consider myself a manly man. Like I'm very sensitive. Like I cry. Like I don't I don't like watching sad stuff. Like I will cry. It's a fact. Like. <laughs> I don't, I don't care how heartwarming the message is. Like, do not let me watch it. I'm going to ball. I don't want to do that. Um, I take things very personally as well. Um, I just, I'm a very sensitive person. I'm a very artsy person as well. But there is a side of me that is like the manly man where I'm mm-hmm. like, like this year alone, man, working in a shop, building things, sawing wood. I'm like, oh, oh my God. I... <laughs> I went, uh, I went to Home Depot the other day and uh, did some did some Black Friday shopping for tools. I freaking love tools. Like, yeah. So, back to auto shops. Um, I know nothing about cars, at all. Like the the car I have is the car I've always wanted, and I've always wanted a Scion XB, which is the box looking car. And mm-hmm. 
when they first came out, they were a box, and I thought that was sick. I loved it. <laughs> but when they got when they started making more, they did more of a curved, you know, less boxy, more aerodynamic, and that's the one I have, and I love it. It's my dream car. I paid for it by myself, mm-hmm. uh, and I've I, I own it. It is mine, and it's like eleven years old now. But it's my <laughs> it's it's my baby, mm-hmm. and um, you know, not knowing a lot about cars, I have to take them to you know, the auto shop sometimes. And, you know, it's usually like I, it, it, there's a difference between an auto shop and a garage. Um, I'm talking about auto shops in the sense of like O'Reilly's or okay. uh, auto parts or, uh, or AutoZone. not auto parts, AutoZone, thank you. Yeah. Because the times I have to go there is because like I, I'm needing some assistance. Like, you know, maybe it's to get my battery jumped or maybe it's to buy oil or a part or something. And when I go into those shops, they're usually very low key. You know, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of people shopping in there. Um, you know, it's not like a grocery store. Mm-hmm. But um, I love looking at how organized everything is. I'm yeah. just like, man, if I knew what any of this stuff was, I'd probably be very <laughs> excited to be here right now. And yeah. maybe because I don't know what everything is, I'm like, I really like that. And like, so specifically, when I was working in downtown Nashville, there was a couple of times I had to go to the O'Reilly's that was su- surprisingly like r- a block away from the office building I worked out of. And so I'd had to go there a couple of times to like get get my car, you know, kind of looked at or get, get an opinion or, or, or buy some things. And so it's just like, and it always happens in the summer. So there's mm-hmm. these memories I have of like early morning on a hot summer day and everybody's in the, you know, the, all the workers are in the autos or in the O'Reilly's and they got their uniform on. They smell like grease because that's one of those mm-hmm. smells I like, like car grease. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, they're just, they know everything about this stuff. Like, it's fascinating to me. Like, they, they know everything about carburetors and spark plugs and lights and wipers and oils. And I'm just like, I don't, I like, I'm just excited about it. And like, <laughs> I see people like stocking the shelves and organizing things and it just makes me so happy. And there's almost always a soda machine in there that still sells cans. You know, yeah. it's like a like a crappy old soda machine that probably needs to be serviced all the time, but they just don't want to update it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like it makes me so, that's like, it's like one of those things I don't go to, but maybe once a year, but it's like Disneyland. Yeah. Like I go there, I'm like, oh man smell of gas and oil and there's crappy soda machine and <laughs> those products i have no idea what they are but it's just it's cool like i like being in an environment when people like know what they're doing and it's like a specialty type of thing yeah i can absolutely get behind that because i'm the same way like i i don't have to go there often but i get excited when i do have to go yeah there. And, I'm never and, like, oh man, I have to go to O'Reilly's. Right, you know, it's yeah. like, oh man, I can't. I'm kind of excited about this. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I and like you, I can't really put my finger on what specifically it is about because, like you, yeah, I don't know what yep. half the things in there do. Even exactly. half, I probably know like what a quarter of the things in there do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think there's something kind of funny to this. Um, I was thinking about this the other day of how like you and I, like we can talk about stuff that you would see on Pioneer Woman or Martha yes. Stewart and you know, like Woman's Day magazine. But then at the same time, we could go outside and fix our car. I'm, yeah. out, I'm outside <laughs> with a chainsaw, cutting up logs and throwing heavy logs into, you know, dumpsters and stuff like that. And like, 
doing real man's work and yeah. like it's like i love that we can like transition like that just i do too I, I love like I, I i don't subscribe to generals right like you know i don't i, don't, I think if you you do anything you want to do you know whatever yeah. makes you happy and it doesn't hurt anybody you go for it but it's right. like i i love all of those things like i don't and maybe they all encompass like a bit of creativity but also working with your hands that's why mm-hmm. i just think it's very important to just stay into something be busy with something you know like mm-hmm. um you know and try new things i mean i, I never would have thought i'd be working like buying tools and, and building things or you know um even like mowing the yards like i picked up a yard this summer to mow just because i want to do more yard mowing like i love it like it's just it's cool yeah. i think what i really enjoy about the the auto body shop is like everything in there has a purpose it's yes. not just like a a flowery thing that you'll see at hobby lobby that you can put on a wall and it's like right cute. it's like everything in there is a tool and it's used to do something and yeah. i love looking at it and like knowing or knowing the possibilities of all of these tools right. and everything like that and it's like if you have a problem then you are going there to buy a specific tool and right. I, I i love that I do too. That's that's actually one of my favorite things about working at Home Depot um, mm-hmm. is I really like that most of the time people are coming there because they're trying to fix or make something. And mm-hmm. so um, there's not a lot of just crap laying around. Like, you know, um, it all serves a purpose to some extent. Um, yeah. Sure, you, you know, when the holidays come around, there's decorations and things like that. And, you know, those aren't necessities per se, but mm-hmm. um yeah, it is. It is kind of fun. Like it's. I. I don't know. I've worked in grocery stores and stuff like that in the past, and you know, it's all about the fluff. It's like, yeah, I want you to get your ham and eggs and 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 milk, but also here's all these you know, trinkets and like you know mm-hmm. weird things that you know you could put in your house. Yeah. No. It doesn't make I, a lot of sense. <laughs> I've always I've always said mechanics, car mechanics, and you know, people like that are the savior the the real heroes of the world because like i don't know how to do anything (laughs) like that and if the world was comprised of men like me cars would just be abandoned at the side of the road left and right right because nobody would be able to fix them (laughs) it's one of the few things like i'm a very much so a diyer kind of guy like i really get a kick out of learning a new trade and figuring it out but the one thing i will not do and just don't really have much of an interest to is learning how to fix a car. And I'm yeah. like, I will pay top dollar for a mechanic to fix my car. Like I want it done right. Plus you're driving that thing on the road. Like it's yeah. different if I make a shelf and it breaks later. Yeah. Okay, big deal. But if I yeah. if I fix my car and it dies on the road or blows up or causes a problem, like that's on me. You know, yeah. like yeah. I, 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 I'm my health and my my car. I will take to a professional. Everything else, I'll try to learn to do myself. <laughs> yeah, and like big appliances, like I'm just not even gonna try because I know that like for the one thing that I have to fix, there's probably like five or six things that are directly influenced by that one thing that I'm trying to fix, and. Yeah, I don't I don't want my hot water heater to explode because I no. tried to change a washer on it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I love I love going to O'Reilly's. I love hearing I love their I love O'Reilly's in general. Like their jingles on the radio always make me happy. Um O'Reilly's but, Oh Auto oh, Parts. Oh. Yep. So good. Um yeah. but anyway. That's that's my stupid pick. <laughs> I shout out to O'Reilly, <laughs> shout out to Auto Shops, and uh, God bless the mechanics, man. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so my next one uh, is going to kind of encompass a lot of little things. Um, but I'll just kind of start talking about it. And I'm going to apologize to you in advance because... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I apologize for this entire show <laughs> in advance. But I, I think there are some listeners out there that, you know, might be able to relate to what I'm talking about. But so I'm going to say uh, it's Dragon Ball Z. <clears throat> okay. It's my simple thing. Um, and I apologize to you because you're not a DBZ fan. And so you, I know this zero is, about it. <laughs> I'm going to just watch your eyes glaze over for a minute. Um but okay, so I have DBZ has been like the biggest part of my life since I would say middle school. It's been kind of like one of those constant things that you've that have just always been a major influence in my life, whether it's been through my art, um, like collectible stuff. It's just it's just always been there. And so um, when I was in middle school, uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, kind of just came on to the scene. It was it would play on Fox Kids uh, originally, and then it kind of moved over to Cartoon Network. And um, Cartoon Network is where I really started to watch it. And um, but it was like I'd never seen anything like it. It was anime, and it was one of my first introductions into anime. And the art style was just so different. And I just fell in love with it. And one specific memory that I have about it is that in high school, I had a routine where every day I would uh, get off school and I'd come home and there'd be this block of programming on Cartoon Network called Toonami, where they would show a bunch of anime shows. And yeah. by, by, by the time I got home, um, there was a show called Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z were about to play. And Dragon Ball Z, they had built up enough episodes that they could show a new episode every single day so I would come home from school, I would make a plate of saltine crackers and peanut butter, Ooh. and I and I'd go to my room and I would watch the tail end of Sailor Moon and then the new episode of Dragon Ball Z. And that was like my routine for all of high school. But um it also makes me think of um so back before you could really stream things and like binge watch things, before it would air on TV, they would release box sets of the VHS tapes. So I would drive after school. Uh, I would drive out to Suncoast at the mall. Oh my gosh. And Keep I talking. would, Keep yeah. Talking. <laughs> and see, the funny thing about this is um, this was back before like the internet was really prevalent. So like I really had no idea if these things, I knew they were supposed to come out, but I didn't know when they were supposed to come out. So I would drive all the way out to Suncoast just hoping that they would be there, the new VHS tape. Because the VHS tape would have like maybe three to six episodes that you hadn't seen yet. And um, uh, I would buy like a new VHS tape, go home and and binge watch it. Like we didn't have that yeah. term to term back then, but that's essentially <laughs> what you would do. We used to and, have a thing called self-control. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... And anyway. nothing was on demand ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but something cool about Dragon Ball Z was America was kind of like the last place for it to show up, I think. So like it was made in Japan and then I think Mexico actually got it way before America ever got it. And so 
if you were a really big fan of it, you could find um, like rips DV or VHS rips of it on the internet through like LimeWire or like all those sites that you were too afraid to go to as a kid. <laughs> and um, so like you were seeing, you were exposed to storylines that were years ahead of anything that you had seen um, on Cartoon Network. So like there's, there's a specific character called Trunks and I can remember that being him being the biggest deal when I was in high school. And if you knew about him, then you were like, you were in the know because he, <laughs> di- he didn't show up probably until like late high school, early college. And, um, like, it was like you, the people, my, this group of friends I have would pass around this v- VHS tape of the future trunk saga. And it was like one of the first times that I'd seen like an uncut episode of Dragon Ball Z. So like they were heavily censored on American television, but if you got the VHS tape, you could buy them uncensored. And so That's like they were, cool. they were a lot more violent. There was never like any nudity or anything like that, but there might be a little bit of swearing, but they were a lot more violent than yeah. um, what you would see on TV. And, um, so, but also, uh, another member I have is like walking into like specialty video game stores. Like we had one in Edmond called joystick jacks, which I was always afraid to f- walk into with my mom because the name was so suggestive. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we would walk in there and they would have just posters and wall scrolls, just like lining the shelves and action figures. And, and like I said, it was like that kind of stuff because it was imported from Japan, was showing you stuff and characters that you hadn't even seen yet. So like, this will mean nothing to you, but I saw a a, pic, a poster of Super Saiyan 3 Goku and he has like this really long hair and it's all yellow, but like there's an earlier character that looks just like that named Raditz with really long. So I was like, oh man, that's Super Saiyan Raditz. I had no idea what Super Saiyan 3 Goku was. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. That's amazing. Oh, your face. <laughs> uh, I have to remind myself that I'm talking to people that might actually understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> Someone listening might. Uh, but like the the main point that I want to get across is that memory that simple memory of you know getting in my car i'm 16 years old i've not been driving for very long but i'm driving out to the mall where our sun coast is and i go in there with my own money that i've earned working at a grocery store as a courtesy clerk sacking groceries and i buy a vhs tape of six episodes of dragon ball z that have never aired on television so they're new to me yeah and i drive them home and i put them in my vhs player and I've got my plate of saltine crackers and peanut butter, and that's just how I spend my afternoon. And it was <laughs> amazing. No, I, I, like, I have a, I know nothing about Dragon Ball Z, but I know that you enjoy it, and I really like too that it, it's something much older than it's like. It's weird how relevant it still is. Yet yeah, it's been around for a long time. It, so like the, the it started out as a comic book. The comic book started in the early 80s. Oh, wow. So, like, it was a, it was a manga called Dragon Ball, and then it evolved into Dragon Ball Z. That's kind of like the sequel. And then there was Dragon Ball GT, which I don't think was a comic book. It was just a television spinoff. Um, but now there's Dragon Ball Super. So, I mean, it's still going. Right. It's It's been around for as lo- longer than we've been alive. Yeah. And it's still, still popular. Like I, I volunteered some time at a, a middle school uh, a couple years ago before 
COVID happened. And I was, I was blown away that the middle schoolers knew who these characters were and they were not relevant characters. They're like, they're not characters that are in the show today. They were characters from the previous shows, previous series. And I was like, how do you even know who these characters are? And it was just, it was mind blowing to see how relevant it has stayed. Yeah, I mean, especially when you look at things like, you know, Thundercats or, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously Ninja Turtles are still pretty relevant. Um, yeah. But like, I mean, but, you know, someone who watches Ninja Turtles today wouldn't recognize them the way, like, wouldn't recognize the ones that we watched, you know? Right. Like, they, they're always changing their personalities and their features. Like, Dragon Ball really has kind of remained just it's dragon ball it's, yeah i mean it's it is what a, it is it's a continued story and like nothing and and really to be honest they just kind of recycle the same story over and over right. and over again and which is cool yeah and it's like if it's not broke don't fix it but yeah um, for sure but i mean I, I don't know it's just it's amazing how <laughs> how it's it hasn't died right well i'm glad i'm I, that's a great memory i mean i I think a lot of people, whether they watch Dragon Ball or not, can relate to coming home from school and grabbing their favorite snack and watching their favorite block of TV. Um, yeah, I know. I I oh, I will say like what what I am kind of jealous of when you're hearing you talk about that is like um, this the idea of like um, getting VHS tapes that have like uncut, uncensored versions of it. Like I I feel like everything I watched was kind of um, kind of safe. You know, like, yeah. you know, there's not going to be like an uncut version or things like that. So it's kind of cool to hear that, like, you know, there's this whole other, uh, well, you know, anim- level of this you can go to if, yeah. you, if you shop at the right places or know the right people. <laughs> Anime was kind of a, it was almost kind of taboo back then because like your parents didn't know what it was. If if parents knew what anime was, they they either under knew what it was and thought it was all just like cutesy and cartoons and stuff like that or they thought it was porn which there definitely is some of that out there but like i can remember the very first anime movie that i ever saw was akira and akira has some for the time that it came out some violent animated imagery in it right and it and it has nudity in it and it has cursing in it and i can remember someone lent me that vhs tape in high school and i was so afraid to watch it because of the hype and stigma around it as being like this this r-rated anime that i watched it but i didn't have the sound on because i was so afraid that my parents would hear it and ask what I was watching and <laughs> and it was like back then VHS tapes were not like DVDs or even streaming it's like you couldn't just like quickly change the channel or pause it right. and <laughs> switch what you're watching so I had to like sit there with my hand on the stop button on the VHS player so like if I heard my parents coming I had to like quickly take it out and like watch something else or something so like but like um the sci-fi channel used to show anime movies like really late at night, like at two 30 in the morning. And I was always trying, I would always try and set the VHS recorder to, to tape those. And they were still edited, but less edited because they came on so late at night. And um, that's where you could see like the more adult, not porn, but like adult mature animated features and stuff like that. And um, so like that, that's just a whole like aspect of my life that, was really interesting to to develop yeah for sure 
Yeah. Well, it's even cooler too that it's like it's still something you enjoy. Like I, I can honestly say there's not a lot of things that like I, while I have a big fondness for some things still from my childhood, there's nothing that I'm so actively like always pursuing. Like even yeah. even Ninja Turtles have kind of died down for me not because I dislike them, but because I where they're at right now is not where I am or yeah. or not where I'm interested. You know. Yeah. Um. But anyway. No, I totally agree. Like, I'm, I, I'll still buy Ninja Turtle toys, but it's like the specialty toys that right, are same, like more the, harken back from our time. Our time, yeah. Like they're doing like movie figures of like Secret of the Ooze right now, and it's like I'll buy that, but I'm not necessarily buying like the new cartoon figures, right, or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, awesome pick, man. Thanks. And 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 even though I know nothing about it, I enjoyed hearing about it. <laughs> well, you can you can come back to the conversation now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So I I mean it's kind of hard. I'm going. I'm just kind of randomly picking from a list I have because I have a list. There's mm-hmm. there's more than just the three I'm talking about. Yeah. But, um. Uh. Let's see. I'm gonna go with uh old guy YouTube. That's <laughs> what I called it. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> well, let me define let me define it for you. Okay. Um, okay. So YouTube is probably my favorite thing ever, uh, uh-huh. as far as the internet has to offer. Um, I've learned so much stuff from YouTube. As far as like, I mean, what what rabbit hole do you want to go down? Right? Do you want do you want to you know get on YouTube and, and look at um, listen to original pressings of a Miles Davis record from 1959 and compare it to a repress? remastered version on 45 rpm uh that was you know of 2017 version and see which one's better you know Mm -hmm. stuff like that or you want to learn how to to build things with wood how to how to use a saw um you know you want to hear you know some crazy conspiracy theories because it's just interesting and funny yeah youtube is a great place Uh um not to mention all the cool stuff you can do like look up commercials you know um i remember one time I was scared to death of a ride at Universal Studios <laughs> and I quickly got on YouTube to see a live version of the ride to see mm-hmm. if I would actually make it. I was like, okay, yeah, I can do this. Here's what, what? they don't tell you. The drop was way worse than it looked on, <laughs> on the YouTube video. What ride was it? I almost tossed my biscuits. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it was like the mummy ride. Okay. Um, but anyway, YouTube is is wonderful, but... The thing that if you spend enough time on YouTube, you know that there's a lot of people out there and it's fine, right? There's 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 two groups of people out there. There's people who are just wanting actually there's not just two groups, there's several several groups. Here's a few examples. You have people who are out there just documenting their life, whether it's interesting or not. <laughs> you know, okay, that's fine. Sometimes that's interesting. Um, I specifically follow someone who is a bit of a vinyl collector enthusiast, but he also owns a farm. Mm-hmm. And I like watching the farm videos a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you've got people who think their life is just so unique and special, you know, that you have to watch them make their coffee and put on, you know, uh, fix their hair and, you know, drive them in their car to the place they're going to go spend their money at, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit more in the in the vein type of, of YouTubing. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have people who are just out there wanting to put information out there. Like they bought, like God bless them, they buy a Ryobi push mower from Home mm-hmm. Depot and they're like, 
hey guys, I just got this new lawnmower and, and I want to yeah. show you how it works. And here's yeah. where you put the oil, you know, like that's, and that comes in really handy when you're, when you buy the same product and you're like, oh man, how do I change the thing on this? You know? That's exactly where I go when I need to like fix a lawn tool, like my right. my weed eater. I couldn't figure out how to re rewire it. Like yeah. put put the wire back in it and I was like, like I just went to YouTube. Exactly. It's amazing. Yeah. Um and then you have people out there who are hustling and trying to make money and that's fine too. I mean, if you're making money off YouTube, great. Um mm-hmm. It's just when 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 I talk about old guy YouTube, right? Okay. If you go and watch YouTube video from people who are like in their early 20s, you know, maybe early 30s, they have a very specific way of filming their videos. Like they almost always have like a ring light set up and you can tell by the light in their eyes, the catch yep. light, you know, it's like that ring light. Um, they're using a nice camera or a really nice iPhone. Um, the, the, the videos are usually pretty short. You know, they're usually two to three minutes. They're heavily edited. There's hardly any mistakes. You don't ever see younger people like fudge on the camera. Like they know they don't flub their words. Like, cause they, they, they erase all that. Like, it's really about they're living that curated lifestyle. Like mm-hmm. what you're seeing is the best version of what I can do. No mistakes, no you know, no like human error involved, right? Yep. Um, and they have a particular way of talking. Like they almost always end the video with like, share, subscribe, ring the bell, get the notifications, da da da, join my gang, whatever. And it's <laughs> it's <laughs> not an actual gang, but you know, yeah. like be be my fan. Yeah. It's it's fine. It's not for me. It's silly, you know. And I do follow a few accounts that I get a lot of great information from that run their things very polished, and that's fine. I have a respect for that. That mm-hmm. takes a lot of time and effort to do that. Yeah. But old guy YouTube is like, hey guys, how you doing? You know, like it's awkward. <laughs> like they're just, they're just talking to the camera, and they're kind of you know they're usually from like they they were kids in the seventies, and uh-huh. so. They 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 pick up on things like catchphrases, like you know, uh, I'm not gonna name names and accounts of these uh, channels I watch because no. I don't want to embarrass anyone. But there's a guy who does vinyl videos, and he always will end his video when he points to the camera and says, "And remember, vinyl is final." <laughs> It kills me every time. I oh love my it. God. I love it so much because I'm thinking like that doesn't even make sense. Like, <laughs> like I love records too, but you know, streaming's massive right now. Like, yeah. you know, it's not. It's not final. It's just back. <laughs> it, it came back. It literally died and came back. You know. Yeah. Um, but like, it's like these these guys will you know or keep on spinning. You know, just I love it. Like it's it's like watching a local commercial sometimes mm-hmm. you know where it's like it, it's not polished it's a little goofy there yeah. there's there's definitely human error involved but i love it because they they really are doing this for the fun of it mm-hmm. they know they're not making a dime off these videos they know and really they're just connecting with other people in their age groups people in their you know in their 50s or in their 40s you know they're like they're really they're just wanting to find a community. They haven't been on the internet that long. They're just like, they're <laughs> figuring it out. And I, I like that almost more than the people who are like almost robotic. Like mm-hmm. even the keyframe of the art for the videos are all the same of like, you know, 
surprise face, big type, big, you know, like it's all clickbaity feeling, but like mm-hmm. YouTube, YouTube old guys, there's like the, the, whatever uploads as the screen, sh- you know, a still from that video, that's what you get. And yeah. it's, it's usually hilarious. Like somebody's got their eyes closed or, you know, they're like looking <laughs> away from the camera. Like it's just, it's, it's sweet and endearing, but yeah. like, I call it old guy YouTube because there's that distinction between like somebody just figuring out how to do this. This is a hobby. I'm doing it for fun. Or, you know, there's persons like I'm going to monetize the shit out of this and pay my mortgage with it, you know? So yeah, it is what it is, but I really like these channels because uh, they're authentic. They feel, they feel mm-hmm. real. And um, like I said, I follow a couple of farming accounts some woodworking accounts some vinyl accounts. Like for all intents and purposes, I am them. I'm the yeah. old guy and I'm enjoying the old guy <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> That's hilarious. I like, I, I want to know like what some of the accounts you watch are. You can tell me later, but like, cause, oh my gosh. cause I've seen some videos where like, um, I watched a video that somebody had taken, um, of a tornado hitting their house and I was like, oh man, that's crazy. So I went to their, their profile to see if they had any other videos and they everything prior to that video was this them walking up and down the street taking video of stuff and it was just <laughs> this old guy being like and it, he was like driving not, i'm sorry not walking down driving down the street and filming like his neighbors as he drove by <laughs> like just doing random stuff like he's not interacting with them he's like there's mabel she's cutting her bushes down today <laughs> You know, there's, he's like, he's like, I'm putting this on the YouTube. Yeah, he's like, there's Jeremy going to the bait store. Probably going fishing later. <laughs> Maybe I'll join him. <laughs> oh my god! It's just like that's and all the like, videos. Hey, are. Jeremy, I'll see you later. <laughs> Jeremy's like, no, you won't. <laughs> I really, I really want to start my own YouTube channel and just it be a parody of you old guy YouTubing, like. Because it would be hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man. And then there was one because I was watching some cooking um, videos one day trying to, like, figure out this recipe. And so they just started autoplaying. And one of them that autoplayed was just this little old lady. <laughs> and she was obviously filming herself because she didn't know how to do it. But she was, like, just at the sink preparing her food. But the camera was so zoomed in that all you could see was, like, her fingers oh. and, like, part of the can <laughs> that she was opening. And she's just talking in the background. She's like, this is how I like to prepare my mashed potatoes. <laughs> And it's just like it's just like and it was it even looked like it was filmed on a VHS tape. Oh my it, it maybe was it so was. Old. Yeah. And it's just like, oh man. God She's bless like, who's ever uploading this. I know, man. It's it's great because like there is this like like I said, there's this heavily curated faction of YouTube, but there are just people who are like, I'm just making a video today. Right. <laughs> You know, like I, I don't know. I love it. Like I don't, and I, and I don't necessarily follow these accounts because that's how they do it. Because that's what I'm saying. Like I really am an old man. Where I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. Subscribe. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> it's like, you know, there's like there's YouTubers I follow who like they'll take video of them receiving their ten thousand play trophy or plaque mm-hmm. or whatever, and I, like everything is a show. Everything yeah. everyone needs to know everything, but like. There's and that's fine. I'm not hating on it. I don't t- totally understand it. Again, I'm old, but I'm also like, man, old guy YouTube. That's where it's at. Like, yeah, Heather, this is where I belong. <laughs> Heather gets 
physically upset if we watch something or we let the kids watch something that's overly curated like that. Like there's one that my kids started watching called the daily bumps and, um, they like did that exact thing where they got one of those little plaques for like the 10,000 views thing. And we were watching it and, and Heather was like, are they making money off of this? And I said, Oh yeah. Do you want to know what their (laughs) net worth was? And I told her and she was like, turn it off. I don't want (laughs) to, we're not contributing to that anymore. (laughs) We're not giving them money. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, um, I just forgot what I was going to say, but yeah. Oh, um, this isn't one of my picks, but shout out to like local commercials. Like I yes. love that you brought that up. Like I love like car commercials and local like mattress outlet oh, man. stores. Yes. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's so much to be like so much to be enjoyed. Like it's it's kind of funny. Like you know, like people get plaques for how many views they get, and they you know that's great. Congrats, and there's merit behind it. But it's just like man, I really just like the stuff that's just like being made, and it's just like. I just enjoy it. Like yeah. there's, there's, they don't even want me. They don't even care if I enjoy it. It's just there. They did it. This so is great. You lived in Oklahoma long enough that you might remember this. Do you remember the the car lot David Stanley? Uh, they, no. They ha- okay. So they had this jingle, and it was like this rock riff, and they'd be like, "David Stanley leads the way." Yeah. <laughs> But like in the early, early days, and I cannot find this on YouTube, and if I ever do, it'll be the greatest day, but they had this character, and it was like a Bermuda shirt and sunglasses, but it was like the Invisible Man, so like all you saw was the glasses and the Bermuda shirt, and like he might have had a hat on too, but then like the face, everything part of the body was green screened out. So it was just this like character on screen talking to you about all the cars and everything. And I was like, ah, oh, I, rem- I can visualize that so perfectly. I probably haven't seen it in 20 years, um, but I can't find it on YouTube anywhere. I can't even find any proof that that actually uh. existed. Um, <laughs> but they just brought that jingle back. Like I heard it uh, recently in a commercial and it made me so happy. But I love it when they, when like they had like, just funky brand things like that. Oh, like I that know. Bermuda sh- shirt guy. And yeah, it's just like something clicks with that person that's behind their business. And they're like, yeah. that's it. That yeah. encompasses everything about, <laughs> you know, about me and about what I'm doing. And like, nobody else gets it, but they're like, I don't care. This is what yeah. we're going with. <laughs> yeah. They're, like nobody's going to be able to see me, but there's a guy that uh, used to do like a mattress or outlet commercial. I think it went out of business, but that people have actually <laughs> hired him to do their commercials because he was so eye catching. But he was like, he was a bigger guy and his arms never moved, but they moved at like the elbow. He'd be like, come on down. And he oh just had this very <laughs> unique like arm movement, circular arm movement. Like tiny like, propellers. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've seen him on other commercials since his factory shut down. And oh like, my gosh. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike, what's your last pick for the day? All right, so I've kind of gone back and forth on this one because um, like you, I've had so many so many notes that I've taken down. But I'm just going to go with um, Wholesome TV. Oh, good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, and I'm, I'll talk about some specifically. Like there's the... Uh, you know, there's the staples like Family Matters and uh, Home Improvement and Step by Step. They're they're comedic, uh, but they have a wholesome element to it. Um, some more than others, but um, there's one show that I want to talk about specifically, and it's called McGee and Me. 
Have you heard of this? Yeah, I know Megumi. Okay. Is yeah. that a, is, is that uh is that like affiliated with like a like like a Christian program? Christian thing? Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. okay, that's why so, I know it. They would show this to us in elementary school. That's where I first like came into like knowledge of this thing. And um what is funny about it is so like the main character um his name is Nicholas or Nick, I think they call him Nick. And um he's a aspiring cartoonist. Yeah. And in the opening intro, you see him coloring this little McGee character that he yes. is creative. And he's coloring with colored pencils. And I was like, that fascinated me or inspired me so much as a kid. Like, that's what I, I, I wouldn't color anything unless it was in colored pencil uh, as a kid, <laughs> uh, specifically because of McGee and me. And um, it just it really drove me to draw in middle school a lot. And so like this, I, I would say I got into comic books when I was like 13. So like before then I was just drawing like cartoon characters and dinosaurs right. and stuff like that. So like I would say McGee and me was like the first time that I really got into drawing like cartoon characters and um, uh, stuff like that. So um, um, they they would show us episodes like this. You, you mentioned it earlier, but they would like wheel in the big VHS and TV player into the classroom. And yes, <laughs> they, they might show us an episode of McGee and me to because it was very wholesome. Right. Uh, you, you learned a lesson in every episode. Every every episode was to teach you a lesson about something. Right. And um, it, it was a very short lived series. I don't know if it actually even aired on television. I don't. I think it was like because I've only ever seen it on VHS tapes and DVDs and stuff like that. Right. Um, but as an adult with children, I found some old episodes on YouTube, and um, I was showing them to my kids uh, recently, and we watched a Christmas episode, and the Christmas episode. Uh, you mentioned, or you talked about this earlier, but I actually cried. <laughs> There's something about, like, as soon as I turned 30, and when I turned 30, I also had our first kid, and I don't know if it's turning 30 or if it's having kids, but I cry so much easier at things. Like, yeah. I never cried at things before, but something in me, like, I don't know if the hormones just got to me or something, but... <laughs> as I, if you had the kids. <laughs> right, <laughs> but I I easily, I way too easily cry and tear up at things. I teared up when my kid was watching uh, this idiotic, stupid... Um, what is it? Elf on the Shelf Christmas special on Netflix the other night. And like Colt's just sitting there like dead eyed, glazed over, like not even interested. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, but like McGee and me, I, I, I just love that these kind of wholesome things exist because they're just they're very pure. And yeah. I can't imagine that there's any sort of ulterior motive to them. Obviously, they want to make money because it's sure. a product out there. But. They're not cynical in any way. Right. Um, They're not necessarily even that funny. They're just out there to, you know, teach a lesson, a very wholesome lesson that kids should be learning. Like, McGee and me, uh, I think it belonged to, like, um, I looked it up, so I'm not going to act like I just know this. (laughs) Uh, It's an American Christian television series, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember watching this. I don't even remember watching it in church, but I remember watching it at school because I, yeah. I don't think there was like a, there was never, at least not that I can remember, there may have been an episode or two that could have been, but like there was never a 
uh, shoving this belief down your throat situation. No. Like it really is just about like, like the one, the first thing, if you Google McGee and me, um, the episode, the big lie comes up mm-hmm. and it's just about how you shouldn't tell lies. Not yeah. because you're going to go to hell because you told a lie, you yeah. know, but it's just like lies hurt people. Lies right. confuse people, you know, like those are the, those are the lessons, you know, you need to learn as a kid. Um, it really is just about being a good person. Like I remember, yeah. Uh, a show we used to get on VHS tape. Um, we may have had a subscription to like a Christian um, video club, maybe um, because we had this thing called the the Buttercream Gang. Do you remember Ooh, them? No. <laughs> it was kind of like imagine like Babysitters Club, but it was like I think it was like um, I think it was all guys. Let me let me huh. look it up real quick. But um, I remember. Um, it was a very wholesome show. Yeah, it was a group of boys. Like they liked fishing and playing outside and playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like a just wholesome content. Like um really just about like, you know, being a good person. Yeah. That's about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like the Christmas episode, uh I'll I'll talk about the imagery in a minute, but like literally all it's about is like there's a bully that is kind of like the constant bully character throughout the entire show um, starts getting involved with like a really hard gang. And I say hard in the sense that it's a Christian television show. So it's like, they're just in leather jackets and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and hanging out in a seedy part of town. But like, you don't see him really doing anything, but they're older people. Like this guy looked like he was probably 28, almost 30. And he's this, you know, young middle school kid is hanging out with them. And so it's like, it might feel as an adult it felt like there was more implications that something more sinister was going on there but it's like the the main character kid you know he showed this bully kid some kindness and you could obviously see that he didn't have the best home life his parents you know may have been abusive or didn't care about him that much so he was you know trying to find what he was lacking at home right in a gang and it Acting was like out Right. And it was it was just the act of this Nicholas kid showing him kindness and saying, hey, you don't need this to get what you are looking for. You know, right. Come home with me. Come, you know, come experience Christmas at my house. And he he invited him to Christmas. And I think he eventually came with them. But um, the like the gang member tried to mug the main character kid and the bully kid wound up saving him in the end. So that was kind of, that was the part that I kind of teared up. At. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, but um, the Christmas imagery is just like everything that I want to experience again at Christmas time. It's like people are wearing like those thick, like <laughs> shoulder padded sweaters and yeah. like the mom's hairs are is perfect and everybody has like big and sprayed yes and everything <laughs> is decorated like to the nines and it's just it looks like a christmas play everywhere yeah. you go and um man i just love it i that just makes me so happy like no matter what time of year it is i can watch that and it'll make me happy yeah yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, I watch a lot of the TV shows with my daughter, and for the most part, she just likes cartoons. You know, she mm-hmm. likes stuff that's just kind of, you know, there's not there's not even, like, a purpose to most of it. It's just, you know, kid entertainment. But the only things I can really think of that are, like, wholesome and, like, teach good lessons are things like Daniel Tiger. Yeah. And um, maybe, maybe not even, like, definitely not, but uh, Curious George is a show that makes me happy because... 
it really is more about like simple things like enjoying you know being in the country or being in the city you know you know this monkey's learning how all these things work and so it's just Mm -hmm. like it's just kind of cool like it makes me happy and feel good it's like a warm blanket um but daniel tiger actually teaches lessons about you know not to throw fits and right like grown-ups come back you know they have to leave (laughs) you sometimes and yeah (laughs) Curious George, Curious George makes me anxious because of all the trouble he gets into. He does, yeah. Sometimes I get stressed. I'm like, yeah. oh no, don't do it, don't do it, monkey. Um, yeah, I I agree. We watched Daniel Tiger for a long time. I I, I am kind of hard pressed to think of something that is. I used the word cynical earlier. It's like there's something, there's a cynical nature to children's cartoons now, to right. where it's it's almost like they're backhandedly talking to children or something like that. Like they're making jokes that they can't necessarily get, but are repeatable. So it's like, I'll hear my kid repeating some of these jokes that they're saying. And it's like, that's not something that you should be doing. And it's like, yeah. it's all, but it's, <laughs> if, if it's not something like that, it's like all fart jokes and stuff like that. And like, yeah, we def we definitely had cartoons like that as a kid, oh, but we grew we, up in the nineties. Yeah. It was all slime ooze and yeah. you know, attitude, <laughs> but it's like, maybe I'm just not watching the, I, I mean, I guess maybe Sesame street is the only thing I can think yeah. of. That's just like still, you know, pure like that. And, um, Sesame street still has a very heavy educational. Yeah. Uh, tr- uh, attribute to it so it's not like it's like that's the thing you watch go right just go youtube mcgee and me and just watch it you're not gonna like i said it's a christian <laughs> program but you're not gonna feel you know led to go to church or anything like that it's just like yeah. just watch it and tell me that you don't think that's like wow that was just wholesome yeah like, there's no other way you could describe it. it's just like wow that was pleasant <laughs> yeah you're right it's it's not trying to teach you lessons like the abcs and numbers like sesame street it's just teaching you how to be a good person <laughs> yeah help yeah. people you know yeah. <laughs> uh yeah that's a good pick very good pick thank you all right so my last one from the most random list ever ever i, I have <laughs> on my phone um let's see we're gonna go with <sighs> we're gonna go we're almost able to track a television since you're talking about it okay. um we're gonna go with uh i've labeled it as Shows that have their place. <laughs> I did air quotations as if yeah. people listening could see. Uh, but uh-huh. when, I, when I said place, I did the quotation. So mm-hmm. what am I talking about? Well, uh, talking about TV shows that like sitcoms primarily that like the characters in the sitcom have a place they go to. Mm. You know, like like Friends. Like cheers. Right. Cheers, the bar, obviously. The whole yeah. show basically is in the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, friends, they've got the coffee shop, um, how I met your mother. They have the bar that's below the apartments. Like, I just love shows that have their place. Like mm-hmm. I've talked about this before, but, um, we don't have cable television. Uh, you know, we, anything we watch is usually streaming or, you know, on digital video disc if we have it. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, I, when we go on vacation or when we have to stay in a hotel or do something like that, I get really excited because I'm like, cool, there's cable TV, something that we don't have. And I always love finding friends on at night. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it's like, I'm not like this nervous puppy who like goes to a new place or like, oh, I can't sleep tonight. You know, <laughs> but it's just like, you're just a little bit homesick. And right. 
watching something like Friends where it's a show that has so much comfort attached to it for me personally it's it's my wife and I's favorite show we both agree on Mm -hmm. and enjoy watching and I love just every scene that's in the coffee shop it's just like I love you know and it's absurd right we're talking about these adults that are in their mid to 20s and mid 30s through the 10 seasons that they're on um they should be working they should be mm-hmm. having you know like they like but they're always at the coffee shop like <laughs> i know how, how can you afford to live in new york city but you're yeah. at the coffee shop all day right yeah. like but i love that it's, i love that it's important to them i right. love that that's where they find you know that's their safe haven that's where they have their memories and like um I, every show that has its place, like for like, I I love Coach, right? Mm-hmm. And so Coach has his log cabin, like that's his place, and it is a sanctuary. That is where he rests. That's where he like. That's where he like. Give. That's what gives him life is his little place on the lake in, in his cabin. Um, uh, another show like Night Court, mm-hmm. <laughs> it has its place. It's not warm and cozy, but the my my favorite thing about the Night Court, it obviously takes place in a courtroom. But mm-hmm. I love that you know while the show is about the funny cases that come through the court at night, because that's what makes the show funny. You know, you would think Night Court, what's what's great about that? Well, the cases that come in at night are usually bizarre. It's like, you know, some guy actually thinks he's Santa Claus or a magician or, you know, some guy thinks he's invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just like the weird stuff because the weird people come out at night. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's what makes the show very entertaining and funny. But there's this cafe, cafeteria at in the lower level of the building they're in. You know, and I just like I get this feel. I'm like, oh man, it's like ten o'clock at night in New York City, and they're just down there. Like the the city, you know, New York City is busy, but most most people are probably sleeping right now. But these people's day is just getting started, and so mm-hmm. they're having their coffee, they're having their breakfast at ten o'clock at night in this little cafeteria. They're talking about you know what they did the other day, or you know, I just like I get this feeling of like I love, like I want to be in that cafeteria. Yeah with my tray, hanging with these guys, <laughs> drinking my coffee. There's the little kiosk right over there with the man selling the newspapers and the candies and that he's always really funny. Like mm-hmm. I just, the place is what I'm talking about. Like what that's how I know when a show has its place is when I want to be in that place. Yeah. That's the and best way I can explain it. No, I, I 100% agree. And that's like something that I've never even really thought of until you brought it up now, but it's like, Back then, TV shows, they had to have places like that because yeah. they had to build the sets. And it's like it would cost way too much money to just like constantly be thinking of new places for them to go. So it's like they have to have the apartment that they live in, right. the coffee shop that they go to. And then like you might be able to pepper in like a couple places, like maybe the street outside of the coffee shop that they yeah. go to. But it's like. Like Friends, for example, they really are only in a couple of different places. Because they're all filmed in front of a live audience. Yeah. You know, like watch any new show on Netflix, like, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's Haunting a Blind Manor or the show You or whatever, that show takes place anywhere it wants to. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Because cameras are so small now. Like you can go anywhere. They're almost always on location. Yeah. Like back then, the cameras were like bigger than the people operating them. Right. So it's like they had to stay there. So like it makes me think of the show like Modern Family. Like if if the family was going to a soccer field to watch one of their kids play soccer, they were going to a real soccer field. Right. But like on Roseanne or something like that, if they had to go to a soccer field or a baseball field, they'd have to probably build that 
set on a soundstage and it would look like it was on a soundstage. Like the background would right. be one of those roll down papers with like like a background printed on it. Yes. That's something you'd <laughs> never see today. No, absolutely and, not. And if it was, it would be green screened and like a real video playing in the background. So it's like, yeah, they could probably fake it a lot better. But it's funny when you watch a show like uh, King of Queens or, um, you know, some of those early 2000s, even I mean, even a show like Mom, Mm-hmm. Um, if they're driving in the car, that's a green screen behind them, oh, which yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. Like, and yeah. you can always tell. And I love watching the background of the scenery because they'll pass the same pizza place 25 <laughs> times in that conversation. Like, yeah. there's like a beginning and an end to this beat, uh, to this green screen B-roll in the background. I love seeing yeah. the same place keep popping. I'm like, I'm like, whoa. They either have a lot of Pizza Huts or they just keep driving in a circle. <laughs> That's what I've told Heather that I'll do on shows like Seinfeld. Seinfeld's the big one that I'll do this with because I've watched those episodes so many times that now I just watch the extras in the background to see like what they're doing. Like, yeah, what's what's their story? Like, right. Because a lot of times they're actually doing some things like they're they're being told to act a certain way. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times you can kind of catch things going on in the background that are kind of funny. Yeah, it's funny. I've got to be on, uh, I've been in a couple of movies um, Uh as an extra. And it's really fun doing that because they, you know, there's a lot of rules. You like, Mm -hmm. do not look at the camera. Like, and it's really fun to watch a show like, um, gosh, what was the show? It was a David Spade show. Um, Just Shoot Me? No, it was uh, after that. No, it was after that. It's the one where, I mean, they're living in New York City and he's like the third wheel of like this married couple's relationship. Um, oh, hmm. I don't know. Gosh. Um, oh, my gosh. It's going to drive me nuts that I don't know it. Um, it was hilarious. It was a very funny show. <laughs> uh, but anyway, th- there's a diner that they're always eating in. Uh, like they eat all their meals at this diner, like they in the apartment complex. Yeah. And um, anyway, uh, I love watching the extras on that show because it'll be somebody like staring at the camera and it's like <laughs> they just totally uh, they totally break break the wall there. But um, yeah. anyway, um, do you have like is there a place like like wh- is there a place that gives you the same feeling I'm talking about where you're just like, oh, man, I want to be there. That's if I could go anywhere right now, it would be that place. <laughs> You know, I can't, I mean, obviously ones stick out to me more than others. Like the, the coffee shop from friends always feels very cozy and, but very nineties at the same time. Like, I feel like I'd be taking a trip back in time if I, if I, if I went there, um, I've always liked the living room of Roseanne, um, and, uh, tool time. I've always wanted to be on the set of tool time. I, th- I felt like that would be really cool. Um, but really, I guess, if uh, you know, one that I kind of forgot, uh, Married with Children. I love any set from Married with Children because they're very trashy looking. <laughs> yeah. And that, like, I love Married with Children. Married Children has, like, the most special place in my heart. And uh, I just love the art direction of that show. So, like, literally anything from Married with Children, I would, I would go to. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but Seinfeld, like, they've got the... They're, coffee shop diner that they go to um called monks and oh yeah uh, they're they're in it almost every episode so um that would be fun to and that's a real place like the exterior is a real place in in new york city and people can go like take a picture in front of it so that would that would be cool to see. yeah i do see a lot of people will take that photo yeah i love that 
Um, uh, kind of like, kind of like the firehouse in Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Where would you go? Man, for me, like I definitely would love to go to Coach's cabin. Like, yeah, I, I really wish we lived in the woods. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Like, I mean, I say that, but like, it's kind of terrifying at the same time because oh, we. Yeah. We have a lot of wooded area in our backyard and we'll hear coyotes and mm-hmm. you know, we get skunks a lot. Like it kinda it kinda sucks. But in my head, if I lived in a cabin, there wouldn't be any bears, there wouldn't be any coyotes, it would be very safe. There'd be a, a, a river down that I walk down to, I could fish for a couple hours a day. <laughs> like and then like coach, you know, like always watching football, always having a fire in the fireplace because this is in Minnesota yeah. and it's chilly. Like I just that's where I would want to be. Um, and then I really am obsessed with this idea of eating in a cafeteria at 11 o'clock at night in New York City in 1980. I just, man, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it I've just been, sounds so great to me. <laughs> I've been watching Home Improvement a lot lately while I cook dinner, and uh, they always have a fire going in their living room. Yeah, it's I love Michigan. it so much, yeah. Um, so that'd probably be a place that I'd like to go to. Yeah. I would just like to live in any 90s. <laughs> I know any any of those living rooms, any with any of those families, I'd be I'd be in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. All right, well that wraps up this show. It's a long one, but hopefully you guys enjoy it. Uh, make up for the the time we we ditched you all in October. Um, but yeah, just take a time to think about the things that are just simple things that you enjoy, things that maybe people just don't talk enough about, like smells and uh, places on TV you'd like to live and go to. Um, Smelling old women and watching old people on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, you know, normal stuff. Normal (laughs) stuff that, you know, people just don't want to talk about because... And listen, this year has been a year to talk about lots of things. So I feel like this is an episode that could just be funny and ridiculous and we hope that you enjoyed it. Hope that you all are staying safe and healthy and enjoy your Thanksgiving. We will come back for Christmas episodes and New Year episodes. Don't you worry. Uh, But yeah, we'll see you guys next time. I'll come back now. Later. I always forget how we end this one. I do too. (laughs) Bye. Bye.